We all know the beginning of the match just starts with entrances. But did you know this part of the match is called the shine? The Guerreros come into the ring in an awesome lowrider already shows the fans which tag team is cooler before we even get to the ring. Eddie Guerrero driving to the ring in a lowrider is one of the most iconic entrances in all of WWE's history. And he did it before he ever tagged with Chavo Guerrero. Eddie keeps his entrance despite his tag team partner. So Rey Mysterio, Batista, or even Tajiri. They all get to be associated with Eddie Guerrero. Eddie has so much star power, man. It's more than just a charisma. Eddie Guerrero is pretty much this generation's favorite wrestler and with good reason too. He can wrestle, he can get the crowd on their feet, he has great matches and he's believable. He even made China matches bearable. Despite being world champions, Team Angle gets what we call jobber entrances. I'm not sure if this is the first time a camera's been like inside of a car. But this is definitely reminiscent of when Goldberg had the camera follow him his whole way to the ring. Because I can't think of another time where a camera actually moved. So in this sense, if Eddie got this from Goldberg, he was stealing like an artist. When fans ask, how do wrestlers make a match... We start with the finish first and then work backwards. From there, we can put the match together in layers, like a pizza or a cake. So if you already know what pizza you're making, vegetarian, meat lovers, or whatever weirdo pizza people are arguing about this week, you don't add sausages onto a vegetarian pizza. You don't do two layers of pepperoni unless you ask for it or if you're making it for me. So. The finish of this match does get messed up, but stay till the end to see how they fix it because they do fix it on the fly. And this is why Eddie Guerrero was held to such a high standard as a performer because it does not look fake. It looks like a legitimate competition. Start the match, Shelton and Eddie are gonna feel each other out by exchanging holds. And there is a little bit of a hiccup, like a slight loosening of the grips they lose grips with each other but i really like that ironically as picky as internet fans are and even as a professional wrestler it makes it feel more gritty and gives a real competitiveness between shelton and eddie eddie dropped toe hold shelton benjamin into the corner and it just so happened to be into the guerrero's corner so it looked like the two were just wrestling but eddie guerrero despite just exchanging holds is playing the long game and this is something i didn't notice on my first watch through and a lot of people won't see this a lot of casual fans won't see this the same way i do or the same way that you will because you and me we see wrestling differently we appreciate it in a different way we're kind of in a club like a pro wrestlers anonymous chavo comes in really aggressive and throwing strikes right away I don't really like that idea. I like when the heels are the first ones to initiate the elevation, and then that way the babyface can match it. But since Chavo's coming back from an injury, I can kind of go with it. And here's a really important part for referees. You're going to notice exactly how smooth Benjamin and Guerrero are by watching that referee. The referee is one of the most important parts of a wrestling match because they can take a good match and turn it into a great match. Or they can take a good match and turn it into a an awful one or a funny one. I like the funny ones. Where is that referee? He was trying to fuck on me. And as you can see here, the referee is in one of his safe zones. So all he has to do is put his hands up and the two wrestlers look like they're as smooth as canning lotion. This is known as ring positioning. I know it sounds stupid, but a lot of tag team matches turn into singles matches. 
So it turns into, let me come in, do my stuff, tag out, bring in two new guys, wrestle, wrestle, wrestle. It's just basically getting your shit in at that point. And it's not establishing any kind of psychology and it's not showing how the two are a tag team whatsoever. But in this match, you're going to notice that the two performers that are working as a tag team are the good guys. I told you guys, I love Eddie Guerrero. He's my third favorite. You guys know Kurt Angle is my goat, though. And Eddie comes in and throws the funkiest kick we've seen on here since Bruiser Brody beat up The Undertaker that one time. Tell you what, it's quirky, Brody but is a veteran. He's been around he a backed long him time. up again. The best, the greatest, and now look, see. And one hiccup here is, as Chavo is leaving the ring, Eddie's calling him back in to do a tag team move. And the thing that throws me off about commentary, I think they messed up just a little bit here, is they're talking about trust. But the two were already in the the lowrider together. It's a slight disconnect for me because the two were already in the lowrider. So why would they have a trust issue if he was already in Chavo's car? And see here as the two perform the double back elbow, Shelton sits up like that to avoid being pinned because it's something that you learn in wrestling camp. It's one of those tiny nuances that you only notice as a performer because you do not want to stay on your back because you can get pinned on your back. And guess what? We want to win. We want to get paid. But the fans, they know that we should want to win. Considering there hasn't been a cover yet, I think covering here would have been a good idea because there won't be one until after the following commercial break. But it's okay. It's just my opinion. But I think a period would have worked there. Period. Sheldon driving Eddie right into their corner is a great way to show ring awareness because if your back is to your opponent, then you're facing your partner. But do you see how Team Angle isn't necessarily being a great tag team? More so two individuals. And I think this is a part of the ring psychology. Team Angle isn't being two tag team wrestlers. They're being two individual performers. And this is allowing to contrast with the Guerreros Eddie and Chavo, that they are doing double team moves and they are using their tag team skills instead of just athleticism in general. Eddie wasn't fighting before, but since Haas and Benjamin are cheating and throwing so many strikes, Eddie Guerrero pretty much has to fight back. So we're going to pretty much get boom, 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 rocking and rolling, baby. And I really thought that they were going to do a roll through dive take, boom, but... They do it a little bit differently, and Shelton Benjamin just gets suplexed right out of his boots so Eddie can tag out. So as Chavo takes the little hot tag, Chavo's going to come in for a little bit of a mini comeback. And tag team wrestling is very unique to singles wrestling in this specific regard. So instead of this being the actual comeback where the match is getting ready to be done, we are still actually in the shine. And Haas and Benjamin are going to come in to bump and feed for Chavo. And as Chavo comes in, you know how we do the rule of three? Well, Chavo comes in on fire. Big baby face fire. And just swing, 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 swing. And it's really intense. And it doesn't necessarily have to follow the rule of three. It's kind of like Stone Cold stomping the mud hole. The intensity is what's believable. And if it's believable, keep giving it to them. So the crowd is feeding off of it. This is kind of a trick that newer green pro wrestlers can't actually do. So they have to stick to the arm drag, hip toss, body slam. Come on, baby. Big something. I don't know. Just not a super kick. Please, no super kicks. As Haas comes in, Chavo has great ring awareness to turn around and just lay Haas out. And remember this moment. 
The strikes in the corner were used to draw Haas in for this spot right here. We call this shoot reverse. As Chavo's going to send Haas, he sends him, but since Haas is bigger, it's okay that he reverses it. There's no way Rey Mysterio would be sending Yokozuna to the corner. It just wouldn't work. And right afterwards, Chavo times it beautifully. You couldn't be better timed for this drop kick. And now, since Haas took the drop kick, Haas can roll out for the next spot. This succession of moves where Haas got knocked down, Benjamin was monkey flipped, and now the drop kick. It's called a bump in feet. And here, I think Chavo does it a little wrong. I think Chavo should have had some come on, come on with the fans to start build him up because that's what they were feeling. But instead, Chavo just runs over and doesn't even tag Eddie. He says, come here. And then he's like, get him. And he just like goes over to his side and they just do tandem jumps. But not tandem at the same time, just one and then the other. And I think it's because Benjamin wasn't up all the way, so Eddie didn't go. Which, honestly, good for Eddie, because you don't want to jump on someone when they're not ready for it. So, it didn't even matter, because by the time Eddie landed and Chavo landed, it's right back to Chavo for the, come on, baby, baby face fire. But, also, the camera angle switches, so we kind of miss it. As we come back from commercial break, we just get the poke in the eyes by Eddie. I don't know, he made cheating over as a babyface, which is probably the hardest thing in the world to do. But that's the star power of Eddie. He made cheating as a good guy cool and over with the fans and made them want to see it. There isn't a weekend that goes by where there's not the Eddie spot in indie wrestling where... Catch. Oh no. And then the referee catches him. Eddie's just over like that. He'll forever be over. He's our favorite wrestler. It just is. I also really like this jumping knee that Chavo does. It's beautiful. Yes. Unique. <clears throat> Little things, guys. Little things that make you look different. Just remember, Nikki Heat told you, Chavo Guerrero is probably the most underrated wrestler of all time. He made his debut in WCW in 1996. He was on the last WCW Nitro in a championship match. He then went and had his contract bought out by WWE. So a 15 year career being on national television. Chavo really did things his own way. And that's what I'm trying to do on Wanna Be a Pro Wrestler. Me too. Because I want this to be able to be something that all the guys can see is another way for them to make money and to perform. They don't have to worry about it. They don't get to see their family. What if a weekend of wrestling is just recording in your house? Or is just going out to shoot promos for all your fans that have paid money on Patreon for it? This dropkick is slightly awkward. But the fans don't notice, so it's fine. I feel like if Eddie would have snapmared Chavo into the center here, it would have gave Chavo a little bit more space. It might be just in my head, but I don't think it would have looked as awkward. Again, though, see how the Guerreros are using tag team moves? That's not a, that, that doesn't mean tag team. Nope. See how the Guerreros are using two tag team wrestlers instead of two individuals? Shelton Benjamin comes in to break up the pin illegally. So there's going to be a little stop here from Charlie Haas with a big knee. And now Chavo returns the favor right away by breaking up the count. This sunset flip here is going to allow for the double clothesline, double down. Remember, we're still on the shine. The cutoff isn't even here yet. Most wrestling matches would have done something entirely different and been into the false finishes by now. Oh, wait, okay. 
As Chavo comes in, look how he gets cut off. With a double kick to the surgically repaired arm. Coming back from an injury can be scary, but at least you can wear a brace to protect yourself or show your opponent which arm is injured so they can go after it. Watch Chavo's eyes here. He takes one extra half second to look to see where Benjamin is because earlier he was double teamed and this extra half second may have allowed Hawes to get his feet up. Remember I said to remember that spot? And here's the heat spot and the cutoff. They aren't always the same, but this time they are. Referee's back to turn for the double team. See how one super kick makes it mean more? This was either playing in the back or not. It could just be called on the fly. You know, like the finish was. In the YouTube is, we call this a retention trick. K-Fabe though, boys. And again, Benjamin takes advantage behind the referee's back. But Kayfabe, Chavo knows to stay there because we need more heat on that arm. Now they're going to be telling the story of Chavo's repaired bicep being at risk. And we need, we need Eddie to come in to help. But logically, why wouldn't the heels go after the injured body part? Shouldn't they? Would they be stupid not to? There's so much space in that ring. It looks tiny on TV, but you really have a lot of space. And making sure that everyone has enough space makes everyone look better. If you have enough space, you don't get hurt, and you look smoother. This is smooth ring awareness. And Haas showing off with an underarm spin. Kind of like an arm drag, but not quite. But it positions Chavo perfectly so Haas can drop a knee. Watch as Chavo fights back. Chavo is going to be fighting back, but Haas is going to stand directly between Chavo and his partner here. So anytime you try to move forwards, he's here to block you. This is known as cutting off the ring. It's exactly like defense in basketball. So Chavo is building momentum here, but can't run towards Eddie to tag him because Haas is in the way. So Chavo building momentum hits ropes backwards, comes off with the flying forearm, boom. And I love this part so much. It feels so real. Because if you're just getting your ass kicked the whole time and you're barely fighting back, you're going to get lost in the ring. Chavo's going. He's climbing. He's climbing. He's climbing. He's, he's lost. But Eddie's swinging from so deep down. That's some of the Latino heat that Nikki Heat wants to show that I want to share with you guys because this is the little stuff that you can't make up. This is the stuff that just feels so real. It's emotion. Haas being like an annoying insect grabs at Chavo's feet and holds the foot so Shelton Benjamin... <laughs> <laughs> and I noticed this my third or fourth time re-watching this for you guys. Team Angle isn't just cheating. They're attacking an injured body part. They're grabbing at limbs. Attacking from behind. How despicable can you really be? And here's my favorite and least favorite part of a babyface. We move forwards. Always forwards, forwards, and he nails it here. If your nephew was injured, getting double teamed, hit from behind the back, what would you do if that was your nephew? I'm walking in that No, I'm walking in there. I'm whooping everybody's ass. I'm coming. Even if someone tries to stop me, I do not care. Eddie is going to have to be forced out by the referee. And if 
Eddie wouldn't have been forced out, it would have looked phony. It would have looked like, okay, guys, this is the part where you come in and then you try to get us, but you can't get us. Like, it looks phony. It doesn't look real. It looks like playing pro wrestling. Instead, Eddie makes this an emotional moment where Team Angle is again screwing over Los Guerrero's heels. Am I right? And this small detail you might notice is Eddie only gets out of the ring once he realizes that Team Angle is again taking advantage of a two-to-one opportunity, which means that he was essentially hurting Chavo by staying in more than he was helping him. So as Eddie gets out, Shelton thinks that Haas got him. He's like, yep, he got him. He's arrogant, emotional. He's like, ooh, look at us. That pride is going boom, boom. So as he goes to turn around, because he's already making fun of Eddie. He doesn't even care. His mind's, he's like, we got this in the bag. It's easy money, baby. It's kind of a bit awkward here, but it works. And this is going to be the comeback that we come in for. This is going to be the bump and feed that we wanted earlier as well. Remember who it was for earlier? Chavo. Chavo got all his stuff in. Now Eddie's going to get to get all his stuff in. But it took time to get there first. And the one thing I hate about Eddie Guerrero, and it's one thing, guys. It's one thing. It's those kicks. Why do you throw a kick when someone's right there? It's just annoying. Is My only guess is because someone has their arm out like this, and Eddie doesn't want it to look fake. Because that's another thing we're taught in camp. Do not put your hand out for somebody to grab it because it looks fake. Fake. I'm saying fake and talking to Mr. Socko. Pro wrestling. Weird, right? Kind of badass, though. And now we're in for a rule of three. Usually it's the three bendejos. I mean, amigos. But here we're only going to get the two. So, boom, boom, two. And then Eddie's going to get stopped. And the German suplex here by Haas is going to be Team Angle's false finish. Because this is advanced psychology. This isn't 101. This isn't 201. This might be 301 because not very often are comebacks interrupted at all, let alone for a cover. So this is very advanced psychology, and you have to be thinking about this. This isn't an accident. Once Eddie finishes off his comeback, you'll be able to hear from the fans that it was psychology because it's working because the fans are coming. They're coming. So psychology is useless without fan interaction, in my opinion. You may be able to mathematically make everything right, but if the fans aren't feeling it, how much psychology was that? Don't you want to give them what they want or what you're giving them? You want a reaction from it? It's one of the reasons why the Rock and Hogan match is so great, and it's why some of Randy Orton matches, you can't even watch them anymore because the crowd's just like, boo. All the Randy Orton, John Cena matches, you can only watch like five of them. I mean, there's a hundred, but you can only watch like five of them because all the other ones are just like, the crowd does not care. So once Eddie kicks out of the German, it actually makes sense for Team Angle to try to go for a double team move here. It's actually their first attempt at a double team move. But Guerrero counters and gets out of the way to cause Haas to get super kicked right in the back of the head. So here's even more psychology. Don't get lost on me. The heels are getting what they were giving during the heat and more. They attacked Chavo's injured arm with a super kick. They attacked him from behind. You can hear how loud this super kick is. 
and there was a moment there to make it a false finish in my opinion but instead eddie grabs shelton's arm to go up for the double head scissors arm drag i'm not sure if it would have been too much for eddie to go for the three amigos here and then go for some fire after that super kick just to give the kick some time to settle it kind of got buried a little bit so just so he could get his ish in but remember we're on tv so decisions have to be made quickly like that you can't always do everything the same way you want it to be but the three amigos would have been a callback to that and i think that would have completed that little bit of layering for that storytelling this still is awesome and badass because it's eddie guerrero and he's on fire here and this is before he wins the world title so it's just like come on the fans are so hot for this guy so now when eddie's getting ready to go up to the top for the frog splash shelton benjamin comes to get him and eddie's fighting him off he's giving it to him but it's taking just a little too long and you can even hear in commentary as eddie's about to go for the frog splash i think eddie knew Hawes was gonna move it must have been the veteran instinct by eddie guerrero which is storytelling beautiful simple doesn't have to be complicated can be and it's fun when it is one of my least favorite things in all of pro wrestling is the come on come on you're supposed to supposed to get me come on come on come on but here eddie uses it like he's suckering haas in just like haas was trying to sucker in eddie a minute not even a minute 10 seconds ago and as haas goes up eddie catches him and guides him right down to crotch himself eddie's so fucking cool Eddie could have done any number of moves to get his shoot in, but instead he's setting everything up perfectly. His signature move here would have been cool, but instead he just puts him right on the ropes, and that's all it is, is it gets him out of there. It's fun, it's unique, it's very different, and it still fits within the character realm of Eddie Guerrero. If it wasn't obvious, I'm stealing this spot. And now we're setting up the finish. And it's not going to be pretty. But the elbow to the head here after the chair swing is freaking awesome. Because Benjamin swung so far. He's not able to actually recover to get up and hit him like that. He swung so far. And he's bent over. The only thing he can do is get him with an elbow. Bop. So it looks real. Those are the really tiny things that I it's just so freaking cool. So freaking cool. Ugh. So simple, but it's done. He's out for four weeks after this. Now they have to fix it. Okay. There's a lot of things that I think are about to happen and could be happening and going through Eddie's mind, but let's just go with what we're seeing. Haas realizes Shelton got hurt. And remember, we're on TV. There's a 60-minute Iron Man match on tonight with the GOAT, Kurt Angle, and Brock Lesnar. They have to make time because if you mess up the main event that's an Iron Man match, everybody loses. So Eddie and Chavo, they're not all the way standing up like this. They're not fully erect. That would look stupid. That'd look like they're waiting for the next spot. But instead, they're both kind of down like this. And they're both getting ready a little bit. But they're both watching. They're watching. Peripherals. That's professionalism. That is freaking awesome. Eddie and Travel are so goddamn good. And yes, I did just want to say the word fully erect. And I really love this part. It's kind of like beautiful. Haas runs in like a world-class champion. Not the promotion, but like a legitimate professional. 
He comes in to take that loss, goes out like a warrior. There's a quote in Henry V that asks where his wounds were, if they were on his front or in his back. And even the guy is like, I have good news. They were in the front. And Henry V is like, oh, glory. Thank God. He went out like a warrior. Because if you cower and you run away, they stab you in the back. But if you're going out fighting, that means something to athletes. That means something to champions. That you went out and you did the best that you could. That's important. The world's greatest tag team should be able to lose clean every now and then. They should be able to know they weren't the best that night. It kind of can make sense even. It's okay to lose. You just have to make it mean something. So yes. The two had a jobber entrance. They bump and fed like maniacs for the Guerreros two times. They even beat each other up and couldn't perform one single tag team move together. But they did not look like jobbers here whatsoever. They weren't buried. They lost in a fair professional wrestling match. And that's okay. And this is actually the last time Los Guerreros won the World Tag Team Championships together. It's the last time you... You ever win it with your Uncle Eddie? Like, I don't know. Charlie Hawes goes up for what we call in the biz. We call it, oh shit. Because, oh shit, I don't think that was supposed to happen. But it looks like it hurt. It looks like it might have actually legitimately knocked Charlie Hawes out. I watched a handful of other Los Guerreros matches just to make sure. That's not a move they do very often. Nope. They might have been trying to see if Benjamin could come in to break up the pin or something, but I don't know. And immediately afterwards, Chavo and Eddie set up for their finisher, the Brain Buster. Not a suplex. They always call it a suplex. It's a freaking Brain Buster. It's a double finisher. Brain Buster, and then a frog flash. How much sense would it make for Eddie to hit three suplexes for his comeback, and then have Chavo hit one, and then have Eddie hit the frog splash on top of that? It just doesn't make sense. It's a Brain Buster. So, conspiracy theory. I think Charlie Haas got concussed here, and when Eddie went to pin him, he put his arm over him and around him like this to like legitimately hold him down just to make sure that Haas doesn't kick out on instinct. Because I think he wasn't gone. But this was definitely not the planned finish, my boys. It still completes the storytelling of the good guys kick the bad guys' asses. But what exactly happened during Los Guerreros' first team angle? Los Guerreros had a badass entrance. Los Guerreros worked as a tag team to shine over Team Angle. Team Angle kept trying to take the advantage. But Los Guerreros kept fighting back. The only way Team Angle could maintain control of the match was by getting heat by targeting Chavo's repaired arm. And then Team Angle just got too cocky, too arrogant. And this allowed Eddie to come in for the hot tag and mounted a huge comeback. And just as Team Angle was ready to cheat again, Chavo was there to save Eddie. And we went home happily ever after. Eddie and Chavo win the World Tag Team Championships for the last time.